Good morning, church. Good morning. God is good. Amen? Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. I, before I give a, shoot, a short a few words this morning, I must say that the church looks amazing. But I want to warn those uh, visitors that are here for the first time. Who are here? Who's here for the first time? Okay. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I just want to um, advise you, amen, that I may get a little loud. That's my, that's my Latin pulse, amen. It's, it's natural for me to get a little excited, but we all get excited when we come to the presence of God in some shape, way, or form or the other, amen. Some of us do it internally. Some of us do it internally and externally, amen. But nevertheless, it's because of the joy that the Lord has given us. Um, also, you may see some crying, a grown man crying, amen. But that's because once upon a time, I couldn't cry because my heart was stone. But when God visits us, amen, he turns that heart of stone into mush, soft, enough to be uh, to be receptive and take in everything that he offers. Amen. So let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you just saying thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Nothing but grace and mercy. Father, if it was not for you, I would not be here. Father, you say that our good is like filthy rags in your presence, Lord. But we come before you to make us as white as snow that you visit us today. Speak to us according to your will, in script, out of script, but most of all, that you get your glory, because it's all your glory. Amen? Let's give them a clap offering right now, really quickly, just amen. You know, um, I, I kind of came around the side, um, kind of awkward, isn't it? I'm sure that for those that knew that I was speaking today, they were probably looking around, where is Ben? Where is Pastor Ben? Am I right? How many thought, where's, where's Pastor Ben? Am I, okay, a few, three, all right. There's something wrong with this picture, amen? It was a little awkward. I came from the side, but I'm in the pulpit where God has brought me to this morning. It would have taken me just a few steps to get up, but sometimes we have to come around to get to where God wants us at. You know, speaking of awkwardness, God speaks to us in awkward ways. He used a donkey to speak. He used a fish as the first submarine. He used a stick or a rod to turn into a snake. God uses unique ways to reach or to get our attention, to show that he's not no ordinary person or any other God. He's God, the creator that has all power and authority under his voice. To the extent, as I love to say, in the creation, he spoke with his verb. Everything was created. He put everything in his perspective place. Amen? He put the stars. He put the moon, the sun. Then he gave it a time clock. That's the God that we serve. So much that he created man. Not simply by cutting him out like a cardboard and on the ground. The Bible said that from the dust of the ground he created man. Then he gave us life through his breath. That's the God that we're serving. That's the God who we're worshiping this morning. That's the God that we're raising up our hands to. That's the God that Luke was calling upon for strength in his tiredness. That is the God that we're going to discuss with this man called Paul. 
Paul wrote, I believe, um, to, to many churches, amen, but most of his writing and most of the church's directions or when we sit in board meetings, and it's all because of his writings. But if you knew his past, he was nothing like the man that wrote these letters and in this instance to the Corinthians. It clearly tells us, and I, I don't want to go off of that too much, and, and let's pray for the interpreter this morning, amen, or the translator. Hey, um, we see how he starts off by speaking about boasting. See, there's a difference between boasting and testifying. We cannot confuse both. When we testify, we're speaking of his greatness and his goodness. We're saying, because of him. We see Daniel with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That he's, he speaks, the king starts to write, and I must testify of what I've seen. And he goes on to speak about the three Hebrew men. There's a difference between boasting and bringing honor to God. We need to understand that um, we ought to be giving them glory. Versus... What I've done. See what I have. See what I bought. Because everything, everything, everything comes from God. The Bible says, in all things give him what? In all things give him thanks. We even say grace when we eat. Because we know that it's his provision that puts food in our table. Imagine if it stopped the rain because God is God. He stopped the rain in the past. He made it rain when he chose to. Imagine if he just stopped the rain. No one would eat. If he would stop the sun from shining, no one would eat. This is why we give him thanks because of his grace. Because he is, he is our provider. Amen? So we see that Paul is in a dilemma. I won't say in a dilemma because he's, he's clear. He knew he was wise. God has given him wisdom. But he chose, according to the word, not to boast. But nevertheless, we know that God has given him so much wisdom that he sent him what? And let's read it. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. God gave him a thorn. But he uses an unusual resource in order to put a thorn on his side. See, everything is under the power of God. And as we will see even Satan. A messenger of Satan to torment, torment me. I don't know if anyone has never seen that. But if you go to the Old Testament, we see that even Satan goes in the presence of God with the angels. See, because everything is subjected under the mighty powerful hand of God. It's just not his time to be thrown to where he belongs because the prince of this earth is called Satan, but his time is drawing near. And it's okay to say hallelujah and praise God. It won't bother me one second. 
One day the angels came to the the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came in with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. This is his domain. Jesus Christ has not come to sit on his throne as of yet. But the Bible said that he shall come. When you see these things, his coming is near. I'm not into the evangelistical calling this morning, but if you read the book of Matthew 24, 25, 26, and so forth, you'll see that his coming is near. And the earth as of now is of Satan. He roams the earth. But what I want to tell you this morning, or what the Lord had put me, um, gave me to speak to the church, is simply that he has dominion even over Satan. So our conditions, many a times we quickly say what the devil has done. The devil loves when we give him credit. But don't we know that he has to get permission from God in order just to touch us? Because he may take our bodies, but he cannot take our souls because our souls belong to the King of Kings, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How many can give him applause, applause right now? Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Well, we know that we shouldn't give credit to the devil because we know that God has to, first of all, permit it. Amen? We all come short of the glory of God, and God knows that, but that's why grace is always present. He makes our sins as white as what? Amen. Three times I pleaded. Three times, and I guess what, I, what, what it's necessary for me to say is, how long have you been asking the Lord for the same petition? How long have we been waiting? How much pain has it caused? Some of us, hallelujah, need to be careful not to lift up our fists to God because God is supreme. God is a God of order. God knows what we need and we don't, we need and what we don't need. Whatever is going to harm us, at times, although we may want it, he will not give it to us. But if it's going to produce worship, if it's going to produce, hallelujah, for us to continuously bring to him honor and glory. And most of all, these certain situations, it takes us to prayer. Prayer. Because the reality is most of us, including myself, will not go into a fervent prayer unless there is a difficult situation in our lives. But we need to ask God in these circumstances that he's not moving or it seems like he's not present. What is he trying to tell us? In this situation, we know that Paul, his condition, his situation, his prayer was not being answered because God had a particular purpose. So you and I need to ask ourselves, 
Why are we in certain circumstances? Why God hasn't changed or given us the desires of our heart? Why? We need to look not with our seen eyes, but with our spiritual eyes. Seek and you shall find. Ask and he shall answer. Knock and he shall open. That's the God that we serve. A living, powerful, all-knowing God that will answer you in due time. But it will produce worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last week, Luke spoke about a woman called Hannah. This woman went before the Lord because she did not have a child. But she prayed. She prayed so profoundly. And that's what God wants us to do, to get serious. And sometimes serious prayer what causes is, is serious situations, is serious conditions, life and death situations, children being lost. These situations take us to the presence of God where you can only moan. But don't you and I know that God can interpret those moans and put them into words? I know that as Hannah prayed, in some situations, well, in that situation, God touched her womb and Samuel was born. But I know that there are many here that have been in that same situation that also have felt the power of prayer. By a show of hands, you can raise your hands really quickly. Amen. You can put it down. She is up to God. We might not know the answer of why not and why he did. Obviously, we would see as evidence the prayer being answered. My power is made perfect in weakness. Sometimes in those situations, it seems as we, if we can't continue to move onward. We usually ask ourselves, how can I go on? How do I continue living the loss of someone dear to you is a prime example Someone that you care for so dearly that you've spent every day of your life with them in your adulthood or your spouse or a child or difficult moments. Some even prefer for the Lord to take them. And that's normal because the pain is so severe. But his power is made perfect in our weakness. That's where he shows up. 
That's where he sustains us. That's where he carries us. That's where he comforts us. In the time of trouble. This is why for Christ's sake I delight in weakness and in insults, in hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Romans 8.28 And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things, when, you, when we are in weakness... When we're in the midst of insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties, as I mentioned, it's hard to get up. It's hard to lift up a prayer. It's hard to do our ordinary things. But that's when we call on the name of the Lord. Philippians 4.13, all things are possible through Christ that what? Strengthens us. All things are possible. We can overcome our circumstance. We can overcome that moment of weakness. We can overcome that situation where hardship has come in because he sustains us. And all these things work for good for those that love him. All things work for good. All things the world, unfortunately, handles it a little bit differently. They handle it in trying to resolve matters in their own hands. They attempt to fix things their own way. But believers go before the Lord to ask him for some direction. To not only sustain us, but to give us the guidance and to do what is righteous in his eyes. Amen? Prime example. We all probably failed at some point or the other. Someone drives right behind us and tails us in the car while we're driving. Hmm. Somebody crosses us over, right? Those are moments where our weakness may come in. And I see a lot of smiling in the church. We, we know what, what I'm talking about this morning, right? And, and the reality is we fail him in those simple things. But imagine something a little bit more complex. Someone hurts your child. A friend steals from you. There are more critical situations. And in those moments is where he needs to sustain us. Because that may be an opportunity for the devil to get into our hearts and into our minds to do contrary to what God would want us to do. You know, several months ago, As we all know, the church knows because you were praying for me. I had a difficult, it was a difficult time of my life. I was uh, ill. I was 
going through trials at work. A few people know this, including Pastor Tim. It seems like everything was caving in. I was basically imploding. And I started to experience, because I didn't take this advice that I knew, uh, I wanted to do it my way. This caused me not to sleep at night. It caused, I think, the first time in my 53 years of my life that I felt what is depression, anxiety. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. My wife would put little meals in front of me. I would just eat a few bites of whatever was put before me. I went to the doctors, and the doctor gave me some medication to sleep. But I realized I'm not going to accept this. This is a lie of the enemy. I prayed God wouldn't take it away. He wouldn't take it away. He would say, my grace is sufficient. So I found a little church around the house, and what it caused me to do was exactly that, to fall on my face at least once a week. And I mean unconsolable, my wife can tell you. Unconsolable. I would get on my knees through worship. All I would do was cry and cry and cry. Isn't my grace sufficient? But I found a word that inspired me. His grace is in his word. His grace is knowing what he wants for us. His grace, hallelujah, will produce enough beautiful things. So it caused me to pray. It caused me to start reading, hallelujah, the, the word at night. It caused me, hallelujah, to, to start going before the Lord any moment, any time during the day to pray because I felt the oppression coming in. It also started us every morning when we drive from work for about four months already, I would say. My wife, as, I'm driving, as we're driving to work, takes about an hour. She's reading the word every morning from beginning, from where we leave our house to our destination. God produces in us righteousness. God produces in us a character to seek his face, but it comes through trialed waters because there is no other way. God says, seek me. God tells us, seek me. We can read it in and out. Call on me and I'll show you great and mighty works, but we don't. But once storms come, that's when we're forced to seek his presence. That's where we're forced to create the character that God has for us in order for us to worship him, in order for us to delight in him, in order for us to be witnesses of his powerful and amazing works. Hallelujah. You know, we know recently, and I guess we all know about the Notre Dame Cathedral was destroyed by fire. And as I was thinking about his grace, because sometimes we don't go to his grace to sustain us because some of us are holding baggages that are making us feel like what you see there. 
And it doesn't allow us to grow. It doesn't allow us to step up to his calling. Our weaknesses has caused in some of us scars. Some of us bad memories. It's caused in some of us, hallelujah, even physical scars, mental scars. Situations in our past that is not allowing us to move forward. And it feels like that. Like all is crumbling in our lives. We see darkness. We see shattered. We see broken. We see dirty. But church, this is what he wants you to know today. We see darkness. He sees light. You see shattered. He sees whole. You see broken. He sees beautiful. You see dirty. He sees clean. You are a child of the king. Don't let no enemy take away what God has in store. Because in the midst of our rubble, in the midst of the devil tempting us, in the midst of the devil harming us to some extent, because he allows it, meaning God, we need to see the potential in our lives. Step up and show out so that God can use us for his glory. Now, if you look at the storm, at, at, the, at, the, at the rubble in that picture, what do you see that survived? The cross. You may be shattered. Sometimes in certain points in our lives when we're called to do something for the church or to do something constructive or something positive, what comes up and shows up is the rubble, the shatteredness, the brokenness, the ugliness, the fear. But God is telling you today that he's going to sustain you. That if you take a moment and step up to the plate, he will use you. That the enemy has lied to you long enough, but this is a time to deliver you. And all you and I need to do is say, here I am, Lord, use me. How many want to say that this morning? How many want to say that, Lord, I'm going to step up. I'm going to step up. In spite of what I've been through, I'm going to step up in spite of what the enemy has attempted to do in my life. I'm going to step up in spite of what someone did to me, in spite of what my parents said I would be. But guess what? God wants to tell you today that today is a new beginning. And he wants you to know that in your pain is your purpose. In your pain it lies your purpose. So renew your mind. Yes, go back and remember what you're trying to uh, take away, remove from your mind, that train of thought. Go back, but find out in the midst of, God, of that, what is God trying to tell you? Could it be if you were abused that maybe you need to go to shelters to help abuse children? Could it be that if you were in addiction, in addiction, you're called to go to the streets and help the addicts? Could it be that they told you that you were ugly as you gro were growing up? Maybe you're called to make a difference in a young man's or young woman's life to tell them 
that the physical has no comparison to the royalty that they wear as children of the Most High. Hallelujah. In spite of our mess, His grace is still standing. 